Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in this world we have trouble, don't we? And during those times of trouble, it's natural for us to, to maybe speculate what exactly is going on or why exactly is the, this trouble happening? What ha have I maybe myself done um, to you know, incur the wrath of God? Well, maybe we don't often speak that way. Because also in our, our lives, you know, especially here in the United States, we, we have a, a lot of good things that happen. You know, maybe you've been following me, following my family over the course of the, the summer. We've had, you know, some you know, very good things happen. My, my son, Scott, to be able to become the national champion. Oh, of course, I knew when he was in the fifth grade that was going to happen someday. It's a pretty good thing. My son uh, Robert went off to soccer camp, the, the Nike soccer camp in uh, Florida, and, and a Tuesday he was made the player of the day. Player of the day. And then Friday he became the player of the week. The Nike soccer camp in Florida, player of the week. Wow! Something amazing. Good things happening. But then, you know, there, there's other stuff that happens in our lives, isn't there? If you remember last year, you know, I was able to, to buy a cheap beat up truck for my son, Scott, and and, you know, with the idea that I could spend the, the time over the summer fixing it up, you know, and I, I'm kind of a little bit of a mechanic and I could, you know, do the things that needed to be done. And, and you know, I'm getting a little bit older, so sometimes I'm all thumbs and sometimes I have bad mechanic days. I don't know if you guys have, have any of those yet. There, there, there's days I can, you know, be working on some goofy little project. It takes me six hours, and it should have just taken an hour. But I, I, I put in the, the time, and you maybe saw Scott's little truck. You know, it didn't really look like much, and it's just an old little Ford Ranger. But I, out of all the cars I've ever had, I put the most time into that truck that I've ever put in any vehicle that I've ever owned. It got stolen this summer. Wow. Right? That, that, that's just kind of a, a, a blow. You know, if it had been one of the, the other cars I just, you know, paid some money for and it sat in the driveway, maybe, you know, wouldn't care about it that much. But I, I you know, put part of myself into that, in a sense, right? But hours. That's gone. And they haven't even found the frame yet, you know? It's not up on blocks somewhere. It's, it's just not any place, it seems. Ah. Stuff like that happened to, happened to you? No, I got a, a call yesterday. My, my stepdad is back in the hospital. 
Um, I maybe told some of you, you know, he had to have heart surgery um, just a, a few weeks ago. And, and it seemed that the heart surgery went well. And, and you know, things were progressing. He's getting a little bit more energy. And, and he, he, he walked outside. And he put his hand on a railing. And he got stung by a wasp. And, you know, for a, a lot of us, we've been stung by Boston, and it's not that big a deal, but you know, for for him, it, it was about oh, five, seven years ago, something like that. He's golfing with his friends, and when when his friends hit hit the ball out of bounds, and he went out out there out of bounds to you know do what what he needed to do to get his ball back into play, and he kicked a, a wasp nest by accident. So all these wasps came swarming out and they were biting him and he started to run for it. And he broke his leg. And so my dad's friend is laying out there on the golf course with a broken leg and wasps are, are biting him. And, and you know, my, my dad had to extract him out of that. Well, while he's getting his friend to safety, he got bit a, a, about, you know, 12 times by the wasp. And, and from that incident, from being, you know, bit 12 times by wasps, trying to get his friend to, to safety on the golf course, he now has an allergy you know, to, to wasp sting. Now, in, in this world, we have trouble at times. And, and, and so he puts his hand on a railing, a, a wasp stings him, suddenly has to go back to the hospital, and suddenly, you know, because they're, they're worried about, you know, heart complications, because he just had heart surgery, and he had to spend last night in the hospital again. And, and they, they're able to, to get his wedding ring off, um, you know, before his hand swelled up too much. And so he, he was thankful for that, because he's had that wedding ring for, you know, a million years. It's never left his finger. And they, they were afraid they weren't going to be able to get it, and they maybe would have to, you know, cut it off and and, you know, that was a, a big concern for him because he's had that ring forever and it's never been off his hand. Now they're going to cut it. And, you know, just things like that happen in our lives, don't they? It's easy to, to begin to ask those questions. Why did this happen? Why am I going through some hard times? Why is there, you know, difficulty out there. And maybe our, our first thought comes back, we say, oh, you know, maybe I, if I could just get it right. You know, if, if I can just, you know, get back with the Lord again, maybe I can have all the, the wonderful blessings. Because we, we like the blessings, don't we? You know, that's, that's pretty cool for me to, you know, be, to be watching YouTube and there's my son and he's the national champion. I, again, I call on the, the phone and there's my, my other son and, you know, he's player of the week and, and he just, yeah. But then the other stuff comes, doesn't it? And there, there, there's sickness and there's hardship and there, there's struggles. Sitting here the the other day, and my my son Scott, as he's growing up, you know, he, he's had some medical bills, and we have some insurance, and that insurance has 
has covered them. And, and the, the other day, suddenly we got this notice that we owed the, the, the doctors at the hospital a, a, a bunch of money. Well, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know. That's around three years ago. They were saying, well, we have the invoices and we paid the bills at the time and, and why in the world are we suddenly getting you know, something from the hospital that says we owe money? And my wife called them on the phone and they said, well, there was an audit and we, we found out the insurance company paid more than they were supposed to uh, at, at the time and so now they took that money back and you owe us money. They're saying, well, in the state of Minnesota, they just passed some legislation that says you can't come back over more than a year and be charging people for medical bills. You can't just decide three years ago, we made a mistake and now you owe money. And they said, well, your insurance is through the federal government and the federal government trumps Minnesota state law. So you owe us money. You know, stuff like that happens to you sometimes, don't you? You think things are going well, and, and you know, you're pretty happy, and all of a sudden you get some bill from three years ago, and it's a couple hundred bucks. You say, what? How, how are we going to you know, deal with that? This isn't a good time. How can we make it? How can we get through? Now, our, our text for this morning, it seems really almost kind of depressing, doesn't it? When the, the fellow comes out, he says, you know, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. It's all just simply striving after the wind. Said, oh, I can build up a fortune. I can accumulate great things. I, I can use my mind and my intellect and my will to you know, really develop something that is substantial. And then I'm just maybe going to have to give it away. And who knows if that person that I give it away to is going to be a wise man or a fool. I'm just going to have to give it away to someone that didn't even lift their little finger to help to make it happen. And who knows what that person will even do with my accomplishments, with my achievements. Right? It's just maybe all in vain, isn't it? What is the purpose? But of course, you and I know what the, the purpose is. We came here together. We gathered here together today. The purpose is that we would Rather, glorify God, isn't it? The purpose is uh, rather that we would spend our time leaving a Christian legacy to the next generation. The purpose is that you and I would spend our efforts trying to communicate that gospel of Jesus Christ to other people. Because that has a lasting value, doesn't it? And that is exactly what people need. But really, one of the, the biggest hurdles for you and I to be able to do that in the current generation is that everyone is kind of walking around there. They're saying, well, you know, if God was so good, if God really loves, 
why did this bad stuff happen? Let's see. You know, you just pick up the, the newspaper, you're listening to the, the news a, a little bit on the, the radio, and there are just big calamities right now. You know, you're probably aware that the cattle industry in, in Texas is just about obliterated because of the drought. They have people lined up for miles getting to the auction houses trying to sell their cattle because they just can't afford to get the water that the cattle need. And, and so, you know, these cattle are going for very low prices right now, but it means those folks are going to be bankrupt. And even though maybe this year you can go and get hamburger for a, a lot cheaper because all of these cows out there being sold for really cheap, they're next year... It means there's not going to be a lot of beef. Probably 12 months from now, it's maybe going to be difficult for us to, to go and buy a hamburger at the store. See, a huge catastrophe for the, the state of Texas in the making right now. And so you, you, you go into a situation like that where someone has, you know, just... You kind of been decimated by the drought and they just had to sell off all their cattle at, at terribly low prices and, and maybe they're going to lose the ranch that their great-great-grandfather you know, first founded. And you're going to them and, and you're going to say, oh, you know, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And they're looking at you cross-eyed and they're, they're saying, what are you talking about? Yeah. If God really loved me, I'd there be some water for my cows. Yeah. If God really loved me, I'd be able to preserve the ranch that's been handed down from generation to generation. If God was really looking out for me, right, things would not be this way. Our, our world is, is hurting. Our United States is hurting right now. And, and so the, the message is not that I, I just come on the scene and I say, oh, don't worry, be happy. But the message has to be, you know what? God is still there. And if you turn these catastrophic problems over to him, he will help you walk through it. And, and maybe the, the events are so terrible that, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to keep your ranch. But, you know, God can help you find something to keep going. And he can help you to, to achieve an occupation so you can still feed your family. You see, he can still lift you up so it's not the end. It's not over. Right? Our Lord cares so much that he will help you through this. See? 
Now, you and I, we often come into contact with, with people that have developed cancer, haven't we? And it seems like, you know, cancer maybe is one of the most feared and, and one of the most, you know, terrible, you know, diagnosis that a person uh, could get. Because, you know, your, your body is just kind of malfunctioning and, and there's nothing you can do with your, your will. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter now that you have cancer, that you're going to change some things, you're going to make some uh, adjustments. You know, all that matters is, you know, you're going to go through this and there's going to be some, you know, various treatments that people use and maybe it's not even going to work in the end. And so you, you go to your friend or, or neighbor again and, and you say, oh, hey, don't, don't worry, be happy. Oh, you know, the, it's just going to be fine. And then they're saying, you know, if God really loves me, why is this happening? Now, if God really cared about me, why would I get cancer? It can be the same with, with other health issues as well, can it? But okay, continuing with that example, though, right? That's kind of what the person you know is, is saying. You know, why is this happening? Why do I have this terrible disease? Why, I, you know, aren't things better for me? And again, our answer needs to be able to be when we're reaching out to people in these difficult circumstances. It's not that God wanted you to have cancer. That's not it. It's not, oh, you know, the, the Lord will grant you great insight and knowledge as you go through this terrible time. No, that's not it either. The, the, the answer is, you know, God hates that this is happening to you. God's heart is breaking as your heart is breaking. God, though, can help you get through it, you see. The Lord himself has said that nothing that happens to us here in this world can rip us out of his hand. But I wish it was more, though, don't you? You know, if God had just said in the Holy Scriptures, if you get it right, none of these bad things can touch you. I wish that was there. The gospel according to St. John. That could have, you know, little verses in there like that, you know. If you're just living right and you're just, you know, righteous and you're just doing the things you're supposed to be doing, nothing bad can touch you. Wow. Be cool. But dear friends, guess what? We can't find that in the scripture. It said that the scripture says, in this world you will have trouble. But fear not. But Jesus says, I have overcome this world. If the earthly tent you live in is destroyed, do not fear, for you have a house in the heavens not built by human hands. You see, we have something better to look forward to. 
We understand that if we have Jesus with us, it doesn't mean we're untouchable. It does mean that we have someplace better to go to someday. It doesn't mean that we're never going to have problems here in this world. It does mean that we're going to get to go spend eternity with Jesus where he will wipe every tear from our eyes, where he will comfort us with his strong arms, where we can be with him forever. You see, as Christians, we're looking forward to this better place. This world has suffered terrible catastrophes. I know if you've ever really thought about that, But when God formed the heavens and the earth, after every day, he says, it was good. God formed the sun and the stars and it was good. God formed the sea and the land and it was good. God formed the plants and it was good. God formed the animals and it was good. Good. God formed Adam and it was good. And then God saw it was not good for Adam to be alone. And so he took from Adam one of his ribs or from his side. Right? He, he didn't take a, a bone from his foot. Right? He didn't take a, a, a bone from, from his skull. But he took a bone from his side so he could create a helpmate that was to be with Adam side by side through his walk in this world. And it was good. And things were good. And then he said to Adam and Eve, I want you to go and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living Creatures. So we come to understand why did God make the earth? Well, in his mind, he made it for Adam and Eve, who he was going to create. Now, this is God's plan. I'm going to make man and woman in my own image, and I'm going to create this world, this paradise for them. That's the reason that the earth is here. It's not that we're supposed to, you know, be serving the earth, but rather the earth was created for us as a precious gift. And so God gives to Adam and Eve the precious gift of this earth, and Adam and Eve, you know, we don't know how long they were able to enjoy that. You know, things were good and everything just worked according to plan and they didn't have to toil and they didn't have to labor. A a mist, we're told, came up from the ground and watered the plants and all the animals were at peace with one another and things were good. And then Adam and Eve, they got some advice from Satan and they said, hey, let's follow yeah. Okay, I, I imagine that. You know, your, your parents, very, very loving, very kind. At your high school graduation, they give you a very special gift. Maybe for some of you, it was a, a, a car. Maybe for some of you, it was a horse. 
You know, mom and dad, your high school graduation, they give you the, this precious gift. Here it is. It's yours. It's in your name. You know, go and enjoy it. And you, being just 18 years old, you decided to do something kind of dumb. Or you took that new car and you, you went racing for what they used to call pink slips, right? Because it used to be when you registered your car, you had a pink slip. And so you would race for pink slips. And if that other person won, then you handed over your title. You handed over your registration. And so you're 18 and your dad gave you this really cool car. And, you know, there you were. And, and someone challenged you to race. And, and you thought, oh, I can do this. And you lost. And it was in your name. And you signed it over. Okay, now your, your dad is probably pretty upset. But legally, there was nothing he could do because he put the car in your name. He said to you, go and have dominion over this you know, fancy automobile. It's yours. Go and enjoy it. And he lost it. Right? It's not your dad's fault. Oh, maybe you want to blame him. Said, so, well, Dad should have known that I had this weakness. Well, you, you look at God's character. What, what is God's character like? God always expects the best. He always believes the best, right? We begin to talk about what, what is love. Love is God's character, and you can read all about that in the New Testament. What is love like, right? Love believes the best. Love expects the best. Love never fails. So, well, God should have just known that we would mess it up. Well, no, he expected the best. He believed the best would happen. I created these wonderful things, this wonderful planet. I, I give it to Adam and Eve, whom I love as a, a son, a daughter. I made them just like me. They bear my image. I give them this precious gift. What do they do? They give it over to Satan. That's what they did. Adam and Eve, they somehow felt like they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle making the, the decisions. Obviously, somehow they thought God was holding out on them. If they would just follow the suggestions of the devil, that things could be even better somehow. They were tricked. Yeah, they, they were fooled. But they did it. The world fell. And the Bible tells us by one man's sin, death entered this world. A great catastrophe. Things changed. There had been no death on this planet before Adam and Eve sinned. And now there was death. Now decay began. Now animals began to, to fight with one another. Now the, the cycle that we know of uh, today came into being. See? And now there's wars and there's rumors of wars. And, and now, you know, uh, Cain killed Abel. Within just a few years, the, the first murder of people. 
Everything changed. And yet God looked upon us with his love and he said, you know what, I want to give those folks another chance. And, you know, I think that, you know, maybe maybe things can get better and I'm going to begin to work, you know, with, you know, certain individuals and we're going to try to, you know, make something happen. And at the end of that time, God looked down and he said, well, I got one guy, his name is Noah. And, you know, out of my compassion for, for Noah, I, I really kind of got to let his wife and his kids go with him in the ark. I kind of really got to, you know, I can't say, you know, Noah, I love you so much, but you, you got to choose just one or two of your kids because that third one is a dud. No, God, God you know, couldn't, couldn't really do that. And, and so, you know, he, he wipes out the world and with the flood and he begins again. Well, after that, you know, people began to, to form their culture and they began to form society. And the first thing that they did was they began to worship false gods and they wanted to build this giant tower to honor their false gods. And, and the Lord came down from above and he said, you know, I want to walk among them. I want to see what they're up to. I want to see their achievements. And, you know, look what they have put together all of their mind and their power and their will into erecting this tower to worship the universe. And God said, you know, this time I'm going to confuse their language. Right? I'm going to confuse in their language. They're going to have to go out. They're going to have to go to different parts of the world. They're, they're going to not be able to get together again for thousands of years in the way that they were at the Tower of Babel. And God gives it another chance. And, and, and so we come to understand that there have been great catastrophes that have overtaken this earth. But we get up in the morning and we look around and say, well, why does God allow weather patterns to be the way they are? Why does God allow there to be hurricanes and typhoons? Why are, why are things so messed up? It's because of sin. It's because Adam and Eve sinned. It's because people in Noah's generation sinned. It's because of the people during the time of the Tower of Babel sinned. These judgments, yes, came upon the world. And yet we come back, you know, and people say, well, you know, if God really loves me, Should God just enable people in their sin? Now there's this new campaign out in our, our world today. I, I don't know exactly who started the ad campaign, but, but you know it's a very simple slogan. Treat people the way they want to be treated. I've seen that a lot this year. You know, it almost sounds like the golden rule, doesn't it? It sounds you know, kind of nice. But treat people the way they want to be treated. But it's enabling people in their sin, isn't it? 
No, you, you have a, a friend that's a, a drug addict. Okay, well, what do, does that, that drug addict want? That drug addict wants you to give them more drugs, right? You treat that person in the way he wants to be treated. Well, you're, you're going out there and getting drugs for him. Bring the drugs to him so he can be treated the way that he wants to be treated. Ah, right? People engaging in, in any kind of sin, right? That's what they want. They just want the freedom to be able to sin. Oh, let's get rid of laws. Oh, we don't, we don't need police anymore. Because, you know, if you're going to treat me the way that I want to be treated, I should just be able to walk in a bank and take money. Oh, sure, here you go, sir. Have some more money for free. Treat me the way I want to be treated. Whatever I want. And it all becomes about me then, doesn't it? Treat me the way I want to be treated. Now that just helps people to sin more, doesn't it? You know, what, what is the golden rule? What is the teaching of our Lord and Savior, you know, Jesus Christ? It, it, it is that, that I, as a Christian, would treat other people in the way I would want to be treated. You see, the foundation should be that Christ is the standard Right, Jesus speaking to his followers, speaking to other you know, Christian people, says, I want you to go and treat other people in the way that right, you would want to be treated. Okay, well, what do, do, does that mean in, in kind of you know, the, these you know, fringe um, mental experiments I've kind of been doing today, you know? If somehow I got, you know, addicted to drugs, from a Christian perspective, what would I want to have happen? I would want people to care enough about me that they would say, hey, you need to stop taking drugs, right? I'm going to come and help you to get out from that lifestyle. I'm going to try to help you to to make the changes that you need to make so you can recover from this. You see? If I'm following the golden rule of Jesus, I'm not just doing whatever that other person wants. Instead, I'm trying to help them to become the person that God desires for them to be. We can't just let the golden rule be corrupted like that. We need to to get rid of these these false ad campaigns and and we need to be able to come out again and stand on God's foundation and say, this is the foundation, right? This is the bedrock. This is where we stand. And now... We're going to move out into our world once again, and we're going to begin to help people to come back from their sin and to come back from their selfishness and to come back from their their lost ways. 
Not to just go alongside of people and say, hey, whatever you want, that's fine. I'm just going to try. Well, how would you like to be treated? Right? Well, well, what exactly would you like me to do? Oh, help you rob the bank. Oh, sure, let's go do that. Oh, then we'll buy a bunch of drugs. Oh, hey, that sounds good. We'll go you know, do some immorality stuff. Oh, hey, right there with you. Huh? That's not where we want to be, is it? And so we come into this world and, and people have these ideas. And, you know, if, if God loved me, none of this bad stuff would happen. And if God really loved me, I'd be treated the way I want to be treated. And if God really loved me, everything would just kind of be real smooth and good. And no, that's not the God we're talking about. The God we're talking about, he is actually there in our times of trial. And he's actually there directing other people to look into our lives and say, hey, that person needs help in this area. Right, that, that person has a gambling addiction, or that person has a drug addiction, or that person is struggling with alcohol. That, that person is you know, doing some immoral things. That person is just kind of lazy and needs to get a job. Okay, that we're going to be able to step into those situations and we're going to be able to say, you know, it doesn't really matter how you want to be treated. This is what the Lord God has said. Okay. But we need to follow through, don't we? We can't just say, you lazy bum, get a job. But rather, we would say, okay, the, the Lord has you know, revealed to me this situation where I need to maybe be able to, to make some calls and make some inquiries and try to help that person find employment. Okay, Not that I just go to them and say, hey, what, what would you like? Well, I'd like a big screen TV and a bunch of ice cream. No, the, we would say, okay, what does that person really Need. What does God want me to do for them? Okay, now I'm going to help them in whatever ways I can. So they can do God's will. See, that's the kind of love that God has. And that's the kind of love that he puts within each and every one of our hearts at times, doesn't he? We see someone in, in trouble. We see someone in difficulty. We don't just do the, the easy thing, but rather we do some of the hard work. Rather, we kind of grind through some of the hard issues. We uh, go to the Lord in prayer about how can we make this better? And then we move. You see, God is love. It's not a vending machine. No, in, in a sense, God is really just kind of like, like you and I, and I'm going to make this kind of my, my closing point for today. Now imagine you, 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 you know, have, have some, some you know, decent income and you have some, some money put away and, and it's kind of well known among your relatives. And, and you, you have a, a, a niece or nephew, you know, comes to you and, and says, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a little bit down. I, 
you know, need, need a little bit of money for school, or I, I need a little bit of money to, to buy a car. You know, uncle, you know, aunt, can you help me out? And at first, you know, it's a pretty nice appeal. And, you know, they, they came to you and they, they asked, you know, pretty nicely. And, you know, that you, you know, you could easily get, you know, $10,000 out of your wall safe at home and, and, you know, just give it to them, right? You know, you're, you're that well off. And so you say, well, uh, yeah, sure. I can do that. But what do you need? They said, well, you know, I, I need about $5,000 to be able to buy a kind of dependable car, you know, that can, can get me around. And I, I think, you know, that, that, that's all right. And you say, well, you know, that sounds reasonable. You know, today's economy especially, right, you know, probably take about $5,000 to get a dependable car. And, you know, you go to your safe and you get it out and, you, you know, here you go. Okay, now, now did you owe your niece or nephew, something, well, you, you owe them love, right? You, you, you owe them that, you know, if you, you saw them in, in danger, you take care of them. Right? You know, they probably have some family obligation. But, you know, did you owe your niece or nephew, you know, $5,000? Well, no, you didn't. That's a free gift. It's not something you owed them. But they came and they asked nice and it seemed that they had a need and so you provided for that need. Okay, what, what happens when they come back next week? They say, well, uncle, good buddy. So, you know, big screen TV down there at Walmart and, and I really think one of those would be swell to have in my apartment. And, and, you know, it's on sale. That's yeah, only, you know, 600 bucks. Could you give me 600 bucks so I can get myself a big screen TV? Okay, well now you're saying, you know, I, I just gave you $5,000 to get a car and yeah, you know, I, I replenish that money pretty easily, and I still have, you know, $10,000 in my safe again here in, in my office, but, you know. Okay, now it's a little bit iffy, isn't it? Some of you maybe are thinking to yourself, well, sure, my niece or nephew, I love them a, a lot, you know, what's 600 bucks? You know, pull that out pretty easy. And, and, and some of us are, are saying, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, well, maybe you did. Yeah, you know, so you gave them $600, and they, they go their way, and then they come back the next week, and they, they say, oh, well, good buddy, uncle. Some other stuff I'd like to have. Okay, do we owe that niece or nephew anything? No, we didn't. Right out of the goodness of our heart, there was a, that time when you know, we contributed, we, we did something for them. But then they began to act as if we owed, right? And dear friends, you know, God is that very same way. Now he, he loves us, he wants us to have good things, right? He's you know, made promises to us that he's gonna care for us. 
You know, he says, don't worry about your food, don't worry about your clothing, right? I'm here for you, I'm going to take care of you. And, but then, you know, we, we go to him, and maybe there was a, a time when he said, Lord, I need $5,000 to get a used car so I can get back and forth to work. And somehow the Lord, you know, just made it happen. So you got that money, and everything was good. And then you were the one that came back that next week and said, and oh, by the way, I could use a new big screen TV. You see, God would have responded in just that same way. You know, I'm not here to spoil you. I'm not here to, you know, take all the kinks out of the road. I'm not the one here that, you know, is just going to make everything real smooth because in this world there's gonna be trouble it's the next world the next world where we're transformed and the next world where we're like God the next world where he wipes the tears from our eyes and the next world where our wants align with his wants the next place where we're supposed to be storing up our treasures in heaven. The next place where we experience that peace and that love and that joy. Yes, in this world we have trouble. In this world, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. But the next world is where the peace and the joy and the true love is really found. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.